I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. Looking for a way to support The Dinner Party Show? A percentage of any purchase you make through a buy link on thedinnerpartyshow.com will allow us to keep bringing you the show free of charge. If you're an Amazon customer, head to thedinnerpartyshow.com and click on the Amazon Gold Box located in the lower left-hand corner of every page of our site. Do this, and a percentage of each purchase you make at Amazon during that shopping session will support our continued operation. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And now it's time for another episode of The Dinner Party Show. Hi, I'm Beth Grant, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show with these assholes, Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, for God's sake. I went to a marvelous party. Don't even know the facts. The underlying they go with their gut, and the only thing your gut cares about is money. Christopher, this is only going to work if we speak one at a time. Fine. You first, Eric. From the Sunset Strip in beautiful West Hollywood, California, it's The Dinner Party Show, the Internet's first live comedy variety show with your hosts, New York Times best-selling authors, Christopher Rice. No, there's actually a new study that confirms every other child you see on the street is a ghost. <laughs> and Eric Shaw Quinn. I don't want to talk too much, but... Okay, no, no, no. We're going to take up a collection for the stained glass window. Now we want the dirt. Featuring reports from their largely unqualified staff of special correspondents. Sex is like Christmas. It's the not knowing what you're going to get that makes it exciting. New York is a giant trash island infested by has-been theater queens. If we're really serious about cutting federal spending, the biggest waste of public funds I can think of is Congress. Two snaps for Jesus! The Dinner Party Show. Everyone gets served. Tonight's live cast is streaming to you live and for free through the dinnerpartyshow.com and our free mobile app. And now, direct from the kitchen by way of the Get out of my office. It's your hosts, Christopher and Eric. Good evening, I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you're listening to The Dinner Party Show's livecast for September 13th, 2015, the premiere of our all-new fourth season. Woohoo. Woohoo, yes. Christopher, <laughs> Christopher's all worked up. He's he's brokenhearted that vacation is over. I said I would be more enthusiastic when we weren't in rehearsal, and, and I wasn't. He lied about it. All right, and Liar. tonight, 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 we will not be talking about Kimberly Jackson, oh? the 36-year-old woman from Norfolk, Virginia, who was arrested for having sex in public with her unconscious boyfriend. Go, Kimberly! And by public, I mean the asphalt of a strip mall parking lot in broad daylight. Wow! <laughs> That's right, we won't be talking about Kimberly because pretty much everyone else on social media currently is. Oh, bad. During her arrest, Jackson blamed alcohol for her <laughs> antics. At least. To this, we here at the Dinner Party Show would like to say there are legions of drunk people who get wasted and tell really boring stories over and over and over oh, again. Oh, God, I hate that. Just cry into their beer. Ugh. 
So, Ms. Jackson, we submit to you that there were also other contributing factors worth mentioning here, like the fact that you were horny and insane. But that's all we're saying about it. Hello, Tina. Miss <laughs> Tina, Tina Just Jackson. Just want to add that in. Okay. All right. Also, we do not want to talk about Donald Trump or Hillary's oh, email. Fuck no. We figured that shouldn't be a problem because, A, it's all every single solitary media outlet on the entire fucking planet can talk about, and B, neither are actual news stories. They are not. All we can think to say is that there might be a correlation between high polling numbers and ceaseless, mindless, 24-7 news coverage of a single presidential candidate to the exclusion of all others and every relevant actual campaign issue. And to the folks at the New York Times, we'd like to say, if you've decided you hate Hillary now, just say so and move on. Stop trying to make a story out of a vague inference that has not produced a single newsworthy fact for over a year now, despite being investigated ceaselessly and mindlessly by the Inspector General, the State Department, the Justice Department, Congress, all mainstream left-wing and right-wing media... And the New York fucking Times. Indeed. Please, dear God, all of you, move the fuck on. Like right now. We'd like to watch the news again, but mm. there's really no point if it's just going to be the same two non-stories over and over again. And for fuck's sake, here's hoping that really is all there is to be said about it. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Tonight we will also not be discussing Dr. Ben Carson, the retired neurosurgeon currently putting Eric to sleep. <laughs> oh my God. Who's also running for president and who also once said that prisons prove being gay is a choice. Right? And who more recently said he is afraid America will not survive the future. Uh... Carson, unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> did not say what the future might entail. Maybe it's a meteor. Maybe it's Kanye's race for the White House. Oh, that's probably it. I don't know, and nobody else does either. Whatever it is, he just said he thought America might not survive it because he is not currently president, apparently, I guess. Maybe this is why they're talking about Donald Trump. In the D, right? <laughs> I'll have to say, in the current field of Republican presidential candidates, Ben Carson is like your vague booking friend who posts stuff like, I am so tired of friends who don't show up. Or... <laughs> Need your prayers today. Can't say why. It's a tough time for our family. Oh, dear. Yeah, so we won't be talking about Carson or those passive-aggressive, manipulative denizens of social media, among whom Carson would probably be very comfortable talking about that story he won't really tell about that person you know who might have cheated on their spouse with I can't really say. Oh, whatever. Indeed. Also... We absolutely refuse to discuss the issue of threats to religious liberty. Not because we're not totally in favor of religious liberty, because we totally are, but because there are no threats to religious liberty in no, this country. And before you drag out that same tired bullshit we've mm -hmm. been sick of hearing since early last June, mysteriously, and crank up yet another unauthorized use of Eye of the Tiger, mm -mm -mm -mm. other people having the same rights as you is not an infringement on your religious liberty. Nope. That's just political charlatans trying to hide their bigotry in the skirts of Mother Church. Indeed. It is not the responsibility of marginalized communities to make bigots feel comfortable. It is not. So, if all Americans have equal rights makes you feel all hinky, maybe you should try not being a bigot. Yeah. I'm not, and I sleep soundly every night, despite knowing that people I disagree with can get married, have children, and believe all kinds of stupid shit that even their own religion does not teach. Meanwhile, 
it's a free country, so feel free to fuck off. And that really is all we have to say about it. Yeah. As for everything else, it's still on the table as we kick off our all-new fourth season of The Dinner Party Show! You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. Enjoy the hors d'oeuvres, but don't fill up. There's plenty more to come. Show. <laughs> we should have rehearsed this part, Eric Chalkland. They didn't. They didn't. They were like, just hold up her hands in front of the sign right. that says country, I can and show we'll block up. out enough letters. Did you see that? I can you show think up that's my real? hands with bad hair and um, pretend did, to cry. Did you see? I think it's Photoshop job. Do you think it's real that they held up her hands so that in in the word country, O was blocked out oh, and wow. R-Y, yeah. I don't know if it's real. I don't know. So much of the internet but is I hope not it real. Is. Yeah, I, I, hope hope real. real. I hope it's real. I hope it's real. Yeah, who knows what's real anymore with the internet. It's really like this show. What's real? We aren't real. We're, We're not robots. actually here. We're robots. Welcome back to the Dinner Party Show. It's We're back. We missed you. Did you miss us? We had a long summer hiatus where we replayed long enough, pretty much really long. every interview clip we've ever done at all on the Dinner Party Show for your delectation, and now we're back. But we reorganized them in a way that we thought was more interesting. We did. We hope that you enjoyed them, and we appreciate you listening to them. And I think they're great. They are great because you're great, Eric Sharkwin. I know. That really is mainly it. We also redesigned our site. If you're listening to us live tonight at thedinnerpartyshow.com, you will see that thedinnerpartyshow.com is now fully mobile compatible. And doesn't it look great? It, I really think, I, I think there's some great. still some little things yeah. we want to do, but let us know what you think. But hats off to Kathy DiPiero, right? Uh, DiPiero, right? I don't DiPiero. know. My okay. Italian's so, a little but rusty. Kathy and Chris and all of the gang at UnrealPros.com Unreal Pros, yeah. really, I think, did an, an excellent job. I think it looks really great. And so, uh, yeah, so let us know what you think. But we're trying to make it easier and more user-friendly, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it is gorgeous. And if you're a fanable who is joining us for the first time because you are a Brian Fuller acolyte and he is on our show tonight for another edition of Hannibalism. But if you're joining us for the first time and you want to listen to us on your phone or, or tablet or device, we have free mobile apps on that site which you can download. So... Another piece of business. We haven't done this in a while. We were doing this before we went on our summer break. If you leave us an iTunes review, we will read our favorite line from the most recent and wittiest. And this one comes to us from Stephen123. Not to be outdone by Stephen456. I know. Christopher and Eric are gut-busting funny. It's one of the best hours of the week. I shit you not, I did not write that quote myself. That, wow. is, that is from our most recent wow. iTunes review. Go thank Steven123. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, fuck Steven456. I know. He's fuck gonna, him. Yeah, fuck him until he leaves yeah, a review. Then absolutely. we're going to love it. That was really excellent. Absolutely. Okay, one of the other great parts about the site is that you can order copies of my new book. You sure can, Eric Shaw Quinn. There the pre-order button. Well, the pre-order button is there. I've got the Amazon thing going now, and I'm, I'm talking with the editors, and we'll have it ready for a print release soon and for the other websites soon so I'm working on it but you can already pre-order your Kindle version now through the website and of course it helps support the show but you know it's my book so it really helps support me it helps support Eric <laughs> Shark Quinn and you know and my, it strokes my ego it makes me feel better if nobody buys it I'm going to feel really bad I know it. but people have started buying it we've been monitoring That's the right. number by the I've been second watching them every minute every second he goes on his Kindle <laughs> dashboard and he looks at the statistics right? and I update um, we should also say not to not to degrade the product it's only 4.99 <laughs> 
No, but I, that's yeah. the way things are priced on Amazon, yeah. isn't that's it? So, uh, the Vines, which was published by Amazon, it was uh, priced at four ninety nine. Uh, yeah, you know, when and, it was new. and if and if Heshet wants to offer me a contract, I think it goes up to twelve fifty. Twelve fifty or thirteen fifty. <laughs> exactly the same book. Depending so on fewer where people will buy it, but we'll make more money. And I, I don't know which model you prefer, but right now it's still four ninety nine. But Heshet, I'm open, babe. Uh, big yeah. advances, bring yeah, them my absolutely. way. Jack that price that's up as right, high babe. as you want. That's if you want right. to pay Give me the me money up front, forty five million dollars up front, you can charge whatever you want for that book. On the subject of right murder, we also want to talk about a little party that's happening this Halloween weekend in New Orleans. Right? Several big parties. It's going to be a big Halloween weekend in New Orleans. The Gathering of the Ancients Ball is the title of this year's Anne Rice Vampirelist. Fan Club Which I think is a gathering. crack about my age. Yes. Because the, I'll be there. The Gathering of the Ancients Ball will include Eric getting older <laughs> and me closing in on 40. Right. Uh, we will be there. My mother, Anne Rice, will be there. We will also be having a little special reception for Eric Shaw Quinn's book release. So if you're going to be present at the Gathering of the Ancients Ball, send us a message via our Facebook page that we can send you the official invite to the release party at the Monteleone Hotel for Eric Shaw Quinn's first murder mystery, Right Murder. We'll have fun giveaways and all of that good stuff. So... You know, start saving and getting your funds together for that airplane ticket. There are plenty of affordable hotels in and New I Orleans. Think, and tickets are available. I think Shea Butters is going to yes, post Shea the Butters site. Shea Butters is for posting the, the link right now. Tickets the, are available. For the Ancients. Gathering of the Ancients. The Gathering of the Ancients Ball. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe everybody's afraid that it's going to make them sound older. <laughs> No, really, it's not about you. If we had called it the slaughter of the spring chickens, they would all be there. But I don't think spring chicken is an Anne Rice reference. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think she's ever used that ever, even in everyday conversation. So, Brian Fuller is back. Oh, my God, my favorite guest. Well, one of my favorite guests. We have a lot of really good guests. I don't know, maybe it's my favorite guest. I don't, I would make it a competition. It's not? No. However, speaking of competition. Right, Brian is going to be so thrilled. This puts him within, like, one away. I know, this puts him one away from our most frequent diner card, as we're calling it, the most frequent guest. However, he brought a lot of cool stuff with him. So maybe we'll count this visit twice. Anyone who asks a question tonight, regardless of whether or not we play it or say it on the air, you have been entered into uh, probably several contests because he brought a lot of different things. Yeah, we'll talk about it when he gets in here. He's got it out there with him in the bag in the green room. But uh, yeah, he posted it on Twitter. I mean, it... I was going to, like, stay home and call in. I know. It looked amazing. If you had stayed home, I would have kicked your ass. Are you kidding? If you had made me do this show alone? Oh, yeah, because that would have happened. Nobody would have come to the house and said, <laughs> Get your ass off that sofa. And <laughs> get, get in up that to car. Studio. Get in that this car. This is a co-venture, <laughs> Eric Shaw Quinn. I do not have enough material. What, am I just going to read shit for two hour, an hour? Our show's an hour now. It used to be two hours. Oh. Also, I'd just like to say, if there are any air conditioner repairmen out there, the the standard hotel really needs you to fix the air conditioner <laughs> in the goddamn kitchen. I let's, went for in the in the dining let's room. Let people know why you were at the standard hotel in their dining room today, because at your house, oh my god, the fucking dishwasher, the dishwasher, is dishwasher was broken. So my choice was wash all the dishes from a whole dishwasher full of dishes so that you can have breakfast or leave and go somewhere else for breakfast. Which okay, you know, listen, we almost scooted right past this, but our party line what? has been open all summer long and we got a lot of questions tonight for Brian Fuller from the Fullerverse oh, but great. it looks like two of our loyal party people maybe had a little wine and gave <laughs> us a call let's drunk see. dialing let's see if we were drunk dialed by some party people uh, hi this is Samiko Salson uh, yeah. hey Buffy Peterson the usual ah, suspect and, um, we're um, doing our long standing tradition of leaving a 
voice. They've never done together. this before. Only because we talk smack about. I mean, we talked about you guys the whole time. I hope uh-huh, so. You oh, better. Come on. Buffy started a fan club. No, she didn't start it. She's doing that fan club for Christopher, and I think it's unfair that Eric Shaw Quinn doesn't so have his own fan club. I've been crying myself to sleep. About right it's away. really tragic. I think we do, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel guilty about it. You should. You? I do. How about you, Christopher? No. Do you and your ego feel guilty no. about it? <laughs> no. I don't feel guilty. In the wise words of Sue, whatever her name is, the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. Now that they dropped that bomb, they're out of here. Um, but do you remember I was talking to you about this fan club, and I said, Eric, I'm I'm going to courtesy them or provide them with a banner for their Facebook page. It's a Facebook group called Christopher Rice Writes. And I said, how would you feel if I just took the dinner party show graphic and just cut you out of it? So that, and you were like, I would feel terrible. Don't do that. Yeah, use one of your fucking million different pictures of your own head and leave me out of it. So I did. We used my head from about eight years ago. Once again, I got my way. And it looked terrible too. They turned. I mean, it didn't look. They didn't do a bad job of it. But if you knew what I had done, the guilt. It was like a ghost. Your ghost was sitting there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's really a great story. It's a great story. Well. I am very glad they started that group. I'm going to be doing a little video message for them soon, answering some questions. And I questions. Filled, finally remembered to fill out that form for Buffy about it. I'm not sure exactly what that's about. What form? She sent me this, like, I think they really want me to talk about you, but she sent me this questionnaire to make me feel, like, for all of their concern about my ego, they did still didn't ask a question about my new book, right, <laughs> They, didn't, they no, didn't ask a question. They ask you about how your ego feels. How does my ego feel? Yeah, they still don't care. <laughs> they still don't care. You know what? Those the drunk problem, bitches, I Eric, swear to God. is that there's never any mystery about how your ego feels. <laughs> your ego's just right out there like a big bulge on yeah, the side of you at all Yeah, times. we were talking with Brian Fuller about that the other night at dinner it was like yeah because I'm such a shrinking violet I'm such a pushover yeah absolutely how much time do we have left in this segment I don't know but surely that's enough I think we've covered everything I can feel our fanables going nuts out there like shut up and bring Brian Fuller I think we've covered everything let's see we did the tickets we talked about yeah we need to get Brian in here we need to get Brian Stephen123 in his amazing review we talked about right murder by right murder wait 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 Eric I have some news I have some news why apparently you did a radio interview this week and somebody crashed it and we got the audio and someone I, you're just gonna have to say it's a it's a special correspondent thing the show has special correspondence we just have to allow you have, them. we're gonna play we're that? just gonna yeah we're oh, got, we have to, to he's under contract he's under okay I, you know, I wanna party people that just sit 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 by we, we've got a little thing we got to get out of the way you're listening to the dinner party show with christopher rice and eric shaw quinn where the soup is hot but the heads are hotter is our criminal justice system biased against the cute? Are unicorns real? What are books? Why are you Asian? Does breathing make you gain weight? What does the president do? Why is there a Y and an O in the word U? Isn't the letter U enough? Jordan, proud of blow! Jordan Ampersand Investigates starts now. God help us all. In several weeks, Eric Shaw Quinn, co-host of The Dinner Party Show, plans to publish his first murder mystery. Its name? Right Murder. This news sent shockwaves through the four people who read books. 
But here at Jordan Ampersand Investigates, me and the sound guy were determined to answer the question, does America know the real Eric Shaw Quinn? <sighs> Leave me out of this, Jordan, and just stand still. When we learned that Eric would be sitting down for an interview with literary radio host Oddhead Babblemouth... His we... name is Ahmed Mederick. Okay, because that's not as weird. Anyway, when we learned that Eric would be giving a live radio interview about his forthcoming book we decided to pay him a little visit and ask the age-old question. What's in a name? Take a listen. The results were eliminating. Uh, well, I think if I understood you correctly, Ahmed, uh, you asked about the title of my book, and what I can tell you is we actually went back and forth with several different titles before we arrived at this one. Originally, I planned to call it Ghost Story, given that its main character is hired to be the ghostwriter for the most famous woman in the world. But then I... Uh, yes, I think, to whatever it is you just said. At any rate, we changed the name of the book to Right Murder, a right murder mystery, because we thought it was catchy, and some people, and by some people I mean Christopher, were afraid readers would assume a book called Ghost Story was, in fact, a ghost story, which Right Murder most certainly is not. Duck! Flying coffee! <laughs> flying coffee? That's your cover story for crashing this interview? I don't need a cover story. I'm here because America needs to know the real Eric Shaw Quinn. Then why did you throw hot coffee on Ahmed? Well, hello, who doesn't want to throw hot coffee at people? Get out or I'm calling the police. First, a series of questions. One question, and then I'm calling the police. Your book is called Right Murder, a right murder mystery, correct? Yes, it's the story of the most famous woman in the world and her put-upon ghostwriter as they are forced to team up and solve a series of murders in Hollywood for which they're being framed there. That was your one question. Now get out. Just one more question. <sighs> Have you ever murdered anyone? No. And yet, you're writing a book with the word murder in the title. That's correct. And just what does that make you, Eric Shaw Quinn? Someone who isn't going to jail for murder? Um. Really? That was your big reveal? That I'm not guilty of a horrible crime? Is there more coffee? Get out! Investigating stuff is hard! Well, well, wait! What are you doing? I have waited years for this publication and you are not ruining it for me! Wait! You can't throw me out the window to my dad? Then it'll be like the end of that movie with Brad Pitt in the box and the black guy who's president now! Good thing we're on the first floor! Ah! And Morgan Freeman is not the president. There's more than one black man in the world, you racist moron. I'm not racist. I hooked up with like five black guys last week. Is Ahmed okay? Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Eric Shaw Quinn, writing about murder, yet not guilty of murder. Hmm. What other lies and deceptions does he have in store for us on the path to publication? Join us in the weeks ahead as Jordan Ampersand, that's me, hookers, investigates.
Until then, Brandon, maybe you could have the Doritos after we're done recording. All right, little man, get out of the studio. Tired of dining alone? Enjoy the dinner party show with friends. Like us on Facebook and become one of our party people. Then, during our live shows on Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, you can join the conversation and post questions for Christopher, Eric, and their guests. During the week, drop in for tasty side dishes, show updates, and fun with the other party people. The Dinner Party Show. You are the life of our party. From the dark, sinister landscape of Hollywood, the land of broken dreams and unkept promises, Eric Shaw Quinn delivers a twisted tale of serial murder, celebrity intrigue, and the bankrupt lives of the tarnished denizens of Tinseltown. Right Murder, the first in his new Right Murder mystery series. It's from Eric Shaw Quinn. Amidst the horror and mayhem, this is also the laugh-out-loud funny adventures of two of the most unlikely detectives since The Thin Man and Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. I'm Christopher Rice, and I want to tell you about my friend and co-host Eric Shaw Quinn's new novel, Right Murder. It's the story of Angela Panderson, the washed-up has-been TV star, and Paige Blanche, her ghostwriter, former best friend, and current enemy. Together, due to circumstances beyond their ability to control, they reluctantly set aside their feud long enough to find the murderer, clear their names, and, most importantly, get a three-picture deal. All while taking you on a tour of the real behind-the-scenes Hollywood and giving you the inside story on the entertainment capital of the world from an Eric's eye view. Right Murder, now available for pre-order through thedinnerpartyshow.com. Right Murder, fame is murder. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn. And now, it's time for The Dish. We hope you kept your silverware. Is this the song? Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. This is the song. I'm Christopher Rice. Hi, I'm Brian Fuller. <laughs> I'm sorry. We had a moment there. It was really interesting. I was like, is this when I jump in? I'll jump in. Yeah. No, I'm actually supposed to say, and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, but um, I was Sergio so and Brett were having a big conversation. We could hear the control room like, in our headphones. Is this on Welcome the air? To What's the happening? the start of season four. I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to, and I didn't know what the music was for a second. I didn't realize that was the Susie song. That was the that Susie, was Susie song. And that was her, that we the first about. song that she wrote in, we don't, how eight long? Eight years? I think it's her first single in eight years. And it was Why? included in the season finale, the series finale, I'm Written sorry. And inspired for the wow, season finale. Wow, that's wonderful. 
current highlight, it, I would say. When is it going to be available? I think in the next week or two. Like they, uh, you know, of course we want to get it out before October first. So uh, Grammy voters will vote. For it. Yes, yeah. if you're a Grammy voter out there and you listen to the dinner party show, vote for this song or we'll fucking kill you. Yes, please. Yes, we present for your consideration and to threaten your life. Okay, now we can chit chat all Was we Susie want. A big somebody that you were a big Which fan Eric's of? Which Eric's going to do. Huge. Huge. So th- really, so this is like a bucket list moment for, oh, yeah. our, for our wonderful guest, Brian Fuller. Brian Yay! Fuller is back. This is, we're calling this Hannibalism because we've got a lot of questions about Hannibal, about oh how it God. wrapped up, about what might have happened if it had kept going. I'm Rhett. We also have questions in there about your newer show, American Gods. Um, we're so bursting with questions, we should probably get to them. But first, tell us what you brought because you, you posted oh a picture. God. I went into the yes. garage and I brought so many things. Oh, the so garage. Much- oh my God, you guys, this bag on his lap is huge. It's like a tote bag that an old lady would keep her bird f- food in, but it's <laughs> full of stuff. There's actually bird seed in There's the bottom of the bag. There's bird seed for when you go to the park later. I, I've got or a autographed Wonder Falls DVD oh, autographed my God. by Caroline DeVarna oh myself. My God. Oh my God. The Amazing Screw-On Head DVD, which oh. I did with Paul Giamatti and David Hyde Purse and God. Molly Shannon, super fun. Oh and some Pushing God. Daisies DVD. Oh my God! We're gonna have like eighteen drawings out of this. Yeah. I, oh, and there's clothes. I brought clothes. Clothes. I love clothes. I've got crew shirts from. <laughs> Even wore some. I wore some clothes. You're, you're wearing clothes right I now. Wore some clothes right fan. now. But you're not wearing this. Oh no. my God. Okay. This. Let me describe this for the the party people and the fanables who are gonna go nuts. This is a t-shirt with Hannibal. And and that's the number three on his head. It's the season three crew shirt. Oh, it's the season three crew <laughs> He's shirt. He's got a little party hat. Oh my god! This was actually oh something god. that somebody made cards illegally with this this image, and then I was like, oh, that's a really cool image. Just use it for the hold t-shirts. It back up. Wait, hold, hold it back up. up. We're gonna get a picture. If you don't follow us on Instagram, we're the underscore dinner underscore party underscore show, and we're posting this picture right now, or we will be shortly. I'm sending it to Shea Butters. He or can we're, do we're sending it to Shea Butters. He's gonna put it on. Um, so the giveaways have that. been canceled because we will be keeping all of the stuff it's that Brian muffin brought. Muffin Buffalo. <laughs> In honor of Beth Grant. There's a Muffin Buffalo, buffalo crew oh shirt. Oh, my God. There's so much stuff. It's a blue T-shirt it's... with a, bu- a muffin, literally a Muffin Buffalo on it. Pushing Daisies pushing crew shirt. Daisies. Little dog. Oh, my God. Lots of daisies. We are bursting with stuff from Brian Fuller. Mockingbird Lane. Mockingbird Lane. Crew shirt that's bright red. We're supposed to paint word pictures. It's a podcast. So I'm painting word pictures for you party people. Something about Jews. Jews for cheeses. It's a, a shirt that was featured on uh, Pushing Daisies. Pushing Daisies, my Dead favorite. Like oh my God. Literally, it's like the bottomless bag. It's, it's like a, a clown it car. Is the most, wait, flowers. what are the other two things? Uh, that's a that's the uh, the church from the nunnery in Pushing Daisies. Oh my God, yes. The, uh, I remember. Shirt. And then this was the Mockingbird Lane crew shirt with the uh, Dracula insignia. Fancy. So there's a ton of stuff. I am telling you, this is really, uh, this is, yeah. I, I'm telling this you, is, the giveaways are canceled. We're is, keeping all this, this stuff. This swag, yeah. <laughs> no. like, yeah we're, in fact, the show is canceled. We're just going to take all this stuff and sell it and retire off the funds. All like, right. Well, we have a lot of questions to get to, so let's hit the party line. The party line, in case you're wondering, is 323-PEZ-TDPS. It's always open as a voicemail line, and it's full of questions. For Brian Fuller, let's hear it from Morgan. Hi, folks. This is Morgan, avid fanable. And I have a question for Brian. Hi, Morgan. I'm happily waiting for season four. But while I wait, Hello. I've been thinking, Ooh. you're probably the busiest man alive. And I'm seriously wondering how much sleep you get at night and still continue to be this brilliant. So thank you. Have a great show. And take care of yourselves. Bye. 
Well, you know, J-Lo said you have to get eight hours, right? D- did she? Jennifer Lopez. That's how she looks so fresh and pretty. Wow. Eight oh, hours. That's what it is. Also, I try. She eats children, I think. She, <laughs> she, 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 she bathes in their blood. Well, she yeah, bathes in their blood like Madame Bathory. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um, apparently, Morgan didn't get the news that, unfortunately, Hannibal was canceled. That was the last season we're going to have of Hannibal. On NBC. On and then we'll N- see what happens. Oh. Who knows? Who knows? We're, there's there's all sorts of tricks up our sleeves uh, that we, we have yet to investigate. Uh, you heard it here, maybe first, no, unless Brian said it somewhere else. I haven't done it. I don't know. <laughs> We're going to call it a dinner party show exclusive. It's an absolutely, because that's the only time he ever said it here. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Which makes it an exclusive. You may have said it somebody else, somewhere else, but he didn't say it here or there. Indeed. All right, let's that's hear right. it. That's right. So, uh, but how much sleep? Lots of oh, you get eight hours? In production? Yeah. Uh, like, Three or four hours. Oh, oh God, really? But when I'm not in production, I try to get eight. Okay. I think he's been asleep all summer. I haven't been able to, to raise him for- That's because you <laughs> That's because you Facebook message him too late at night. He's already in bed. That's all right. It's usually when I get to talk to him. All right, Elliot. Hi, my name is Elliot, and this question is for Brian. What's your favorite scene that Caroline DeVerna has done in the three seasons of Hannibal, and why is it your favorite? Oh, boy. Oh, God. There's, there's so many because I love her- so, um, I do too. she's, she's pretty great. She's amazing. She's beautiful. She's so versatile as an actress. She can do anything. Like Jay was such a riot. And then so different from Alana yeah, Bloom. Alana was so heavy. I would say, well, if you guys, do you know what your favorite Caroline Devarna scene is from Hannibal? Wow. There's a scene where after she's in with the Vergers where it dawns on her what she's doing. <laughs> and I can't remember the specific scene, but it's a moment in her eyes where she awakens to like the, the pact with the devil she's kind of made by right. working with him. It was those those cracks in her third season character were probably my favorite because I thought they showed real range. She had moments with um I'm gonna I'm losing his name, but the, the other doctor at the asylum. Chilton. She she had moments with him where she really sort of just let him have it mm-hmm. in the sweetest possible way. She cut out his heart with the right knife and fork. And she had some moments with Hannibal where she did kind of the same thing. Those were kind of my favorite moments. What were yours? I, I love the scenes with Hannibal, honestly. I thought uh, just, Hannibal in season three once like post their romance when she's the, the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. and After thought, he tried to kill her. After and, and still threatening to. Yeah. Um, I think the scene where he said, uh, like, your wife, your child all belong to me. Every moment that you've lived since uh, that kitchen has all been borrowed. I think that that was a great scene for her because she's just, like, chilling. Mm-hmm. That moment where the, the you just see them without comment getting on that helicopter. It was like, mm, yeah, yeah, he's loose. Out of dodge. He's loose. loose. We're gone. So, yeah. We've got a question from a familiar Freddy. <gasps> Hi guys, it's Freddie. I've got a question for Brian. Hi, Is there anything you wanted to do on the show but never got to? And in theory, if we got a season four, which characters would you include that you didn't get to include in the previous season? Thanks, guys. Good question. As always, Freddie is a very astute right. reporter, so she knows how to ask a question. That's Freddie Lowndes yes. on Twitter. I think that's Freddie Lowndes. Yes, it's Tattle Crime on, yes, on Twitter. Yes, Tattle Crime on yes. Twitter. She only identified as Freddie, so she's getting more she familiar with know. us. She knows she's getting we getting more familiar. Know. Yes. Um, the I think the things that I would love to have done, there's so much in season four – uh, that was going to include Lady Murasaki and Uncle Robertus and Chio would return and would make more of a meal of her. Uh, but there's there's uh, 
there's those characters, and of course, all the Silence of the Lambs characters I would have loved to right? explore. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, Buffalo Bill and Benjamin Raspail. Uh, and, and then, of course, Beth Grant's character, Mrs. Buffalo Bill. Miss, Mrs. Mrs. Buff- Lippman. Muffin Buffalo Muffin Bill. Buffalo Bill. Muffin, <laughs> Buffalo, Bill. <laughs> Muffin <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill's landlady, right? right? In the bathtub. Mrs. Or his mom or whatever. Yeah. Bill. So yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Excellent. Let's that's see. really, that's really, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, and we'll get to it. But yeah, there's so many what, questions. What would have happened? What season didn't we see? But we'll let's go with. Let's the, hear it from Nicole. Let's go to the phones. Hi, this message is for Brian Fuller. Or the that's good because he's here. This is Nicole, and I wanted to know which was more of a difficult scene to shoot: the fight scene at the season two finale, or the fight scene of the season three finale? Thank you. Great question, Nicole. I would say the fight scene for season three was more difficult just because we were at the end of the season. We were through all of our production money and we were trying to make it work. And and the season two fight scene was shot at the beginning of the season. So we were like, yay, let's make it great. We'll shoot it for two days. And and it was uh, like 20 hours. Which fight is that? Jack and Hannibal. In the, uh, oh, in oh, the oh, Jack. Well, well. There, so there are two pieces to that fight scene. There's what we see at the very beginning oh, of the second season, oh, okay. and there's the big blowout at the end with 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 oh, Carolyn of course, and of course. all of them going all right, through yes, windows. That, that fight, but yeah. Jack's fight, yeah. was shot at the beginning, and then we just used it all again. Got it. Second, because so, you showed it at the beginning of season two. Okay, yeah. yeah okay, I yeah. get it. I get it. Okay, okay, yeah. And then killing everybody. Because I was thinking of the fight at the museum, but that was at the beginning of season. That was mid season three. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, season season three fight scene with uh, was was harder just because we we didn't have as much time to shoot it, and it was it was like ballet. It was like watching ballet. It was so oh yeah, yeah gorgeous. Absolutely. It was that was just such an amazing like if that was if that was on the fly. It's, I, I have to say, season three was like watching a eight hour long, twelve hour long. I don't know how it would have racked up. Twelve sounds hundred, about right. Hundred and fifty million dollar um, feature film. Like yeah. I, the production values. It was there. There was simply nothing else on television that looks like oh, that. There isn't you. anything. Downton Abbey doesn't look like that. Like <laughs> it, it is an. It's the, the artistry of it, of it though. It it's the artistry. It's the. It's, stunning. It isn't just the accurate depiction of a of a period or a landscape. It was the visual style. There's ne- there's never been anything like it. No, on television. I, I really honestly, there were scenes where people would just say. Two or three words to each other, like back and forth right, for right. for a minute and a half. It was like just it was the sparest dialogue. Like it was just be- with that amazing score and the fantastic. It was it was really one of the most. I honestly can say I honestly can't think of a peer on television. Just as an astonishing achievement. Thank I, you. Just, it's spectacular. Anyway, Thank I know we have you. millions of questions. All but... right, we're going to take a short break oh, here. At well, the I used up show. everybody's time. Oh, no, Sorry, no, 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 no we'll more be back. We're going to be back for more questions and more everything and more Brian Fuller, as always. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. The internet is full of people talking about stuff they hate. So on the dinnerpartyshow.com, we've decided to launch a new feature that's all about stuff we love. That's right. It's called Christopher and Eric's Favorites. 
Each month, we'll recommend a variety of products we just can't live without so that you can enjoy them too. You can visit Christopher and Eric's favorites at thedinnerpartyshow.com, and that's where you can also sign up for our newsletter and be the first to know when new favorites are added to the site. And remember, if you use any of the buy links on thedinnerpartyshow.com, a percentage of your purchase will help support the operation of the show. You're listening to The Dinner Party Show with Christopher Rice and Eric Shaw Quinn, where dessert is the most important meal of the day. Welcome back to The Dinner Party Show. I'm trying to harmonize with Susie because I don't know how long this music set goes on. Right. Give it up. I'm Christopher Rice. And I'm Eric Shaw Quinn. And Brian Fuller is with us in the studio. We have such a blitzkrieg of Hannibalism, fanable questions. We got to get right to them. Serena Tan on our Facebook page says, this is a question for Brian. What would a potential season four of Hannibal have looked like? And if you would want, do you want Hannibal to continue in some form as Sherlock did? As a miniseries. Uh, I would love Hannibal to continue in some form. Social media is blowing up, by the way, over what you said about having tricks up your sleeve. and. Maybe, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we got we to gotta keep trying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or at least blow up social media. Yes, please. <laughs> please. I, either one. Um, what was the question? The qu- <laughs> what would season four have been? What did we miss? Well, I can't tell you in, in total because I still want to do it somehow. Ah, so, you I know, see. I can't give away all of the secrets. Um, but more musical numbers, I'm going to guess. More more, more Susie, Sue. More and, high school scenes. More yes. high school. Hannibal in high school. Yeah. Well, Will and Hannibal would have survived. That was, oh, okay. that was the the whole thing with the with Bedelia at the end. How did you guys interpret Gillian Anderson at the end at the was, table with her legs? She leg? was toast. She was going to get eaten. I mean that. But there's there is a another interpretation, which is she cut off her own leg, cooked it, and is waiting Haversham style for them to show up and feed it to them. Oh. Like she's preemptively, which Ooh. wasn't the intention. But it I think it's okay. Well, I think people want to know what your intention is. The intention was Hannibal survived. That, yeah. that was what it said to me. And yeah. there's Hannibal's three still alive. It didn't necessarily say Will, but the three places it indicated that maybe Will. But yeah, I didn't think she did it to herself. Because yeah. I, I think That's she was. I think she was as likely to get on that helicopter as. Oh yeah. As the the the. The Verger. She family. was pissed when she found out about what they were planning oh, to yeah. do to trap Hannibal. She's, She's not going to cut off her. That own was leg. the thing that didn't make me. He will, he's going to eat me. She knew it, and so she was. Yeah, like, she was not happy about that. So I didn't see that her as having done that. All but. right, we're back to the party line okay. with someone who is in our computer is no name because they didn't identify themselves, which means they should probably get in touch with Shea Butters. Maybe it's so a horse. They can be it's how you win stuff. It could so be a horse, horse with no name. See. Is it a horse with no name? Well, if it's been to the I desert. Have a question for your guest Brian Fuller. I'd like to know. What scene in any season of Hannibal was the most difficult to film? And that could be, you know, physically, logistically, or emotionally, oh. or all three. If you want to answer all three, yeah. that would be fantastic. Thanks again for giving us such a wonderful show. And I wish you all the success in the world with American Gods. Thanks. Thank Bye. you, No Name. Uh, <laughs> I, I genuinely mean that. It's very sweet. No, no, um, no. The, the most difficult scene to shoot, I think, for the, the crew was in season two, episode nine. Not my favorite episode. It was the one where the guy built the killing suit and, and uh, there was a crime scene outdoors by a semi-truck that was so cold, sound equipment was freezing. Mm. 
the Maz was like, I, I know Hannibal doesn't wear hats, but I got to wear a hat. My ears are about to chip <laughs> off. Wow. Everybody had a, had, was not thrilled with that day. The killing suit. I'm trying to remember that. Uh, I, the guy who, like, the sort of our werewolf episode. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> oh, did you but I like good. monsters. I like, I like stuff. That Look at him light up. In. Look at that face. Monster. I'm, I'm, yay. Kid, I'm a monster. <laughs> I like Jaws. I got interviewed once when I was a kid about my mom, of course, and they, they said, I don't like vampires. I like Jaws. My friends made merciless fun of me for a week. <laughs> Unsophisticated rube. All right, back to the party line. I'm so nervous. We want to get all these questions, and Carla okay. has a question. Hi, my name is Carla, and I have a question for Brian. So we learned that David Slade is going to be one of the directors for your new show, American God. Mm. Uh, I was just wondering, uh, is there any chance that we could see any more Hannibal reunions, such as mm. the cast joining that show? Bye. That's cool. More Fullerverse. I, I would love it. There's, uh, What I'm God all- is Beth Grant going to be? Uh, well, you know she's got to be in there somewhere. Right, the American and Buffalo goddess. I think Kristen Chenoweth would make an amazing god. Jillian yes. Anderson would make an amazing god. She already is. It would really just be sort of like phoning it in for her. Uh, oh, yeah, th- like she knows the part. I would love to cast a lot of folks yeah. in American God if I, can, if I can convince my partners that I'm not being uh, too nepotistic. Well, I mean, like, nepotism is nepotism, but if you're hiring people because they're really good and qualified for the job, that... How you is know, it any you're not actually related to them. From having a they theater feel like troupe. Family. You have it's a theater true. troupe. It's the same thing. That's it's true. like the Nero Wolf mysteries they did where it was all the same actors and they played different roles. Right. Well, network, I think only you watched that, though. <laughs> <laughs> like Martin Scorsese's only cast like two people his entire right. career. Right. And he's yeah. made like 28 films. And Robert De Niro right. And, right. and Leo you're DiCaprio yep. have been in all of them. So like yeah. they just try that. So why not? Uh, that, that's my answer. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, yes. excellent. Let's go to the party line and hear Thanks, from Carla. Abby. Hey, guys. This is Abby. I have a question for Brian Fuller about American Gods. Mm. I want to know when we get to find out who's in the cast and Here if you go. plan on gender bending uh, or race bending any Ooh. characters like you did on Hannibal. Well, Good thanks question. for your time. Love you. Bye. Jack uh, Crawford, written as white. He was played by Lawrence Fishburne yes. in the series. Uh, Freddie Lowndes, originally uh, a, a man, male. a white male. Reba McClain was yeah. was a white actress, and we cast Rutina Wesley. Um, uh, you know, there's there's always an opportunity for uh, race bending and gender bending. One of the one of the great things about American Gods is it's so diverse. As, already, uh, already like all yeah. these gods from all these different cultures, and and one of the things that I'm most excited about is is the diversity we'll be able to have in the cast. So I'm thrilled uh, with that opportunity. So uh, as far as uh, we've talked a little bit about gender bending, a couple of the gods and the race bending, they're like we we got to be careful with that because Shadow's got to be not a white person, so we can only bend that race. Right, there's something so you got to do what you oh, got to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. So and it's such a huge part of his character, and I can't imagine whitewashing that in in any way. So there's a lot of there's a lot of brown characters that uh, should stay brown. Yeah. 
Um, talk to us about the production schedule for American Gods. We know that you called in from uh, London the last time you were on the show because yes. you were doing business related to it over there. Yes. Right. Uh, are you? Uh, is it? Are episodes written? Are you in production? Are you filming soon? We will start. Right now, we're scheduled to start production in March and shoot March to September, and then and that's all like pre- preliminary schedule. And then we will uh, hopefully be on the air uh, January twenty seventeen. That's, that's those are all preliminary dates, and and probably there are people at Stars right now like throwing things at the uh, the monitor. But because... we want to thank you for listening. <laughs> yes, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sorry, tuning we, in. Sorry to ruin your day, but thanks for listening to the and show. And if you're looking to have a late night talk show, I know two crazy queens who are right for the job. <laughs> yeah, stars, yeah, totally. Like we're we're we're, we're right here. We're, well, we're, you know, lo we call and, the party line, but we'll call you back. Lo and behold, this is I, I make our our outline here, and I got to just tell Sergio it's her first night with us. I actually allowed. Uh, I, there's extra time in the show tonight, which Yay! never happens. So we actually we never have about happens. ten minutes left. Oh my god! To with just Brian talk Fuller, with Brian. where oh our schedule god. says we have ten, uh, five. Excuse me. I don't want to leave. Yeah, so don't leave. And I, that leads us to another question. Gary Swafford on our Facebook page has said, "Why are you not a guest every week?" I would love to be a guest every week. And I would love to bring... You were within one show appearance of being our number one frequent diner. Who's number one currently? Anne of Rice. Oh, her. Oh, I'll bring Beth Grant back in. Oh, yeah. I'll bring Aaron Abrams. challenge is on. Scott Thompson. Those guys. I would love to meet Scott Thompson. He should come in. That would be so great. Is he the kid in the hall that crushed heads? He's not the crushing one. He's, he's He's Buddy. His yes, body. yes. I love. He would do all the gay characters, and back then that was a big fucking deal. They yeah, were, I guess most of them were gay. Trendsetter Scott yeah, Thompson. Yeah. I such a love riot. that man. Yeah, he's wonderful. So wonderful funny. on the show because the it, really the interesting of, choice for the show. I thought well, he added such a nice flavor in that particular setting. Oh, yeah. good. The good. two of them, the back and forth between the two of them was always sort of like. Good, because I just saw mushrooms growing on a person. Like, I know. Oh, the <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's have a little more with the funny and the, the, and the, the, and the autopsy people. room. I, I've really, I need a break here. But the test of a comic actor like that is whether or not they can bring it down to sort of an everyday level. Oh, yeah. And he did. Absolutely. Very well. Very well. I, he was good at being serious and being a medical examiner. Back on our party line, we've got a question for Brian. This one is sort of a, a more far-ranging one about the Ooh. industry, and it's from Angel. Angel. Uh, good evening, sirs. Uh, happy season four to you. Um, my name's Angel, and I have a question for Brian Fuller about um, the TV industry, I guess. Uh, so, hi, Brian Fuller. Hi. I know you came into the industry when Star Trek had, like, an open submission policy, and so your experience is kind of different than it would be now. But they tell you that to get staffed as a writer on a series, uh, you have to get your script in some of the right showrunner, and that being a writer's assistant is an awesome way to do that, but, like, no one really offers much advice on how to do that part, and people act like it is one of the most competitive jobs in the industry, and that you can, it like, is. go on monster.com and find one. Um, so what's your advice? Uh, how does one get the positive attention of a showrunner to get to that point anyway? I just want to say thanks for Hannibal. It was incredible. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Angel. Uh, you know, it's a really interesting question, and it is a it is a very competitive job in the industry. Any for any, that reason, uh, any writer who, who a writer to be or writer in waiting or writer period who wants to get into the television industry, the best job for them is to be a writer's assistant because you'll ingratiate yourself upon you know showrunners and they'll read your script and 
give you opportunities. We, we frequently try to hire from within, like if there is a, a, um, a spec script that we had, not a spec script, but a freelance script that we have to give out. We, we like to give that to an assistant mm. or a script coordinator just because uh, they know the show better than anybody that would be coming in from the outside. Smart. So it's you know how to how to attract the positive attention of of showrunners for a writer's assistant job is it's it's challenging because um, Angel already has my attention. She's like fantastic one. It's so witty mm-hmm. and intelligent, and I would be curious to read her writing, but. I'm often in a position where I can't legally. Yes. Yeah. Where yeah. It's, it's a challenge. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if people give me their script, and and it's like I I can't legally read this. It has yeah. to like I have to give it to my agent. My agent has to read it. Like mm-hmm. I like because if I have an idea even remotely close yeah, to absolutely, it, then yeah. I can be sued. And so it's tricky in that way. I think the the way to do it is is what you're doing. Make yourself. Uh, go to functions where showrunners are speaking and talk to them about wanting to be a writer. And or in your case, you can call my mother at home. I called, <laughs> which yes. you did. And yes, I did. When you were number. a teenager, yes, I did. Because you wanted to write the script for Interview with the Vampire, and yes. she said, "I'm going to give you the phone number of the producer." <laughs> And the producer was like, who gave you this number? <laughs> <laughs> and that was the last time they ever spoke. Or, yeah. alternately, Angel, you can get your father elected president of the United States, and then Lena Dunham will hire you to work on her show. <laughs> oh. It worked That's... for it worked for Malia. She's Malia. working on the on girls. Who's the older one? Uh, Sasha and Sasha, Malia. Sasha, the older. I didn't the, know I think that. Malia's the older one. I never. The older girls. daughter is working as a, a script supervisor or PA or something on. Yeah. With Lena Dunham on girls. Yeah. I think I would be nervous to work with the president's daughter. Like you're going to say the wrong thing, and they'll shoot. Yeah, you, and you they're going to audit you. Somebody you will shoot you in the head. About that. Yeah, um, really... Let's see. We we asked you a lot of questions from our party line. Let's go back to our Facebook friends. What can Fanables do at this point to support future Hannibal developments, such as a new season, a movie, a miniseries, anything? This is from Susie QS. Susie QS, thank you for asking. I think keep being vocal about the show. Keep talking about it as a show that was important to you for whatever reason. Keep keep the show in pop culture. And then like it's like American Gods. If you if you believe in it enough and you put enough energy in it, it'll manifest into some sort of reality. So I think just keep Hannibal alive in pop culture. Okay, wonderful. So this is not the Hannibalism finale. No, Hannibalism I continues. Hope not. Fingers crossed. I hope not too. That's really great news. I didn't realize that there was that those prospects and that that concept was still existing. That's really great to hear. I'll right. tell you secrets off air. Okay, okay. excellent. We'll I tell you. Wait. And then maybe, maybe when we have the drawing next week for all the prizes that he brought. No, we're not going to spell those secrets. We'll keep your secrets. <laughs> no. We'll keep your secrets. No, you don't get to be friends with people and then talk behind their back. Indeed. You have to we talk have in front to talk of their about, face. And then you have to talk about the people you're not friends. That's why on this show we have to make sure everyone is not our friend so we can talk smack about them on right? the Right? Like Kim Davis is so safe. Kim Davis <laughs> oh, is so Kim. fucking safe. <sighs> I'm sorry. That's all the time we have for oh, this no! premiere of season Boo. four. Boo. And Hannibalism and Brian Fuller, thank so you much. for coming back. I want to let everybody know that next week, TV writer John Wilder, who adapted the works of Larry McMurtry, John Jakes, James Michener, Robert B. Parker, and The Dinner Party Show's Anne Rice, he will be here as part of our celebration of mysteries leading up to the publication of Eric's murder mystery, Right Murder. Right? He is publishing right. a novel called Nobody Dies in Hollywood. 
Yeah. Do you, so have we'll you ever met John Wilder? No, but I'll oh be listening God. next week. Every great big miniseries he he wrote. He'd Centennial, Lonesome Dove. I mean, like he was all of them was John Wilder. He's, was he, he the character that they had in mind when they when they wrote that part for uh, Catherine? What's her name in in uh, Romancing the Stone? Joan Wilder. Joan no. Wilder. Joan Wilder. Joan Wilder. I was putting the outline together and I said, I know somebody is going to make a Joan Wilder joke well, it's tonight, me. and it's it Eric Shaw. It's going to be me because I always think of that John Wilder. I read your books. <laughs> yes, I love that scene. absolutely. I love that movie so much. Me well, too. And I love you, Brian. Thank you I so much too. for thank being you on both. the show. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Fanables, for calling in. We right. honestly want to thank your Fanables, too. They've been so supportive of the show whenever you're on. They're blowing up Twitter. Every time you come in, they leave such great messages. And a lot of them have come back and interacted with our party people. And They're amazing, the show. amazing. We love yeah, your Fanables. People. Great group of people. Yeah. We always said that great one of Fanables. our goals with the show was to have um, a, like a focus. Rather than having like... Millions and millions of people who listen to our show who maybe sort of half give a shit. We would love to have a smaller audience that really gives a shit, that shows up for everything and is really passionate, which is kind of what we have here. We got the smaller audience part covered. (laughs) You have the bigger audience. We have the smaller audience. But Hannibal's, they're amazing. It's, it's, It's perhaps my favorite thing. Uh, that to come out of Hannibal is the the Fanables. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, if anybody can get the show back on the air, it'll be them. Well, Absolutely. so good luck because I'm gonna, counting on we're you. We're going to go out on a rare note of love here on the Dinner Party Show. Just I'm this Christopher once. Rice, and I'm Eric Shaw Quinn, and you've been Brian Fuller over I have. There in our guest seat. Uh, join us again next week, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on the Dinner Party Show.